Welcome to the Leaving Fear podcast, your invitation to conquering life and living a soulful journey. Today's guest is a true definition of an influencer because she truly inspires her students and everyone around her to achieve greatness. I'm so delighted to introduce the poet and educator, Bayan. Bayan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Honestly, it is a privilege and an honor to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, okay, let's get started. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself for the people that don't know who Bayan, the amazing poet, is? <laughs> I'm flattered. Um, so, yeah, uh, I am Algerian. Uh, I currently live in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Um, I have been working in education in Detroit um, for the past six, seven years now. Um, I'm a graduate of University of Michigan. Go blue. Um, no. <laughs> I know, right? You're, you're state, I graduated right? from state. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so actually double degree. I went back and got my master's in educational leadership. Um, so yeah, just been really uh, devoted to the education scene here in the city. Um, and along with that came with my um, growth in poetry as well. Um, you know, Detroit is a big hub for the arts. Um, and so it kind of just naturally led me into that scene. Um, so, yeah, I also have a poetry book that's out available that I published in 2018. Yes. It's called Diary of a Daughter in Diaspora. Um, and pretty much just a collection of my poems I've written um, all types of experiences that I've had, whether it relates to just understanding um, my identity, uh, being a child of immigrants, um, talking about teaching, you know, and just, just normal things that we experience um, as human beings. Um, and the whole goal is really just to own my own narrative as a Muslim woman and, and not have it be told, you know, through media or, or anybody else. That's phenomenal. That's really, really cool. When did you release your poetry book, you said? It was 2018. Wow, phenomenal. I remember when you were campaigning to, like, you know, uh, once it came out, everybody was, like, really ecstatic that you, you had a book. And, and I remember back in the day, you had a blog as well, correct? Shoot. I don't that was even like remember. Back, back in the day. Remember? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, okay, I guess. Yes, that's not. I, I probably did because well, I, I do a lot of that social media stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear your story today, and I know it's going to be phenomenal because you, like I said, you um, have helped so many students in the Detroit area, and so I, I can only imagine like what kind of story you have. So, whenever you're ready, take it away. Um, where do you want to start? I'm not the best at just sit, sitting and talking, by the way. <laughs> I got you. Don't yes. you worry. I'm not a big talker. People know that. Like I I do more Really? I do most of the listening, to be honest. <laughs> me too, honestly. That's why I like to listen to stories because I feel like it helps me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. grow by just listening. And like listening really does help uh through communication. Not everybody likes to listen. So that's awesome that you're you're an awesome listener. Um, so maybe let's start with, with maybe here, I'll pose a question where, what was one of your biggest either fears or struggles that you 
had struggled with, whether it was 2020 or before that? Um, in terms of education, honestly, like it's a roller coaster every year um, because you're constantly facing new challenges each and every day in the classroom, as well as mm-hmm. um, other pressures from administration, from parents, from the community, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And just constantly trying to, you know, navigate and grow as a professional you know, in your career and and making sure you're doing, you know, your due diligence to your students and providing them that education uh, that they deserve. Um, Mm. I will say in the beginning, it was obviously tough because, you know, I was new, young, super young. um, And you really have to fight for, you know, your respect in the classroom, especially when you're working, you know, in a tough city. Um, They don't mess around, you know what Mm. I'm saying? So if you're coming on their territory, they're going to make it known. And so you also got to put your mm. name name to it too and, and show them like, y'all, I, I'm here to say and I'm, I'm going to teach you. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what worked for me in terms of like uh, my relationship with my students is just being real with them, being open and honest with them. So even if I did mm-hmm. struggle, which I did many times, um, I was honest with them about it. They would see me cry. <laughs> they would see me yell, you know. Uh, they, they mm. saw everything. Mm. They saw all of it. Um, and just even like being honest with just sharing with them, you know, even especially now with things being virtual, it's it's a really big struggle for me because I really feed off my students energy in the classroom. And now not being able to see mm-hmm. them really makes it difficult, honestly, for me to be motivated each and every day to wake up in the same room, go on the laptop. And then my students don't turn their cameras on. They're not required to. Um, And so it makes it hard when I'm just staring at a screen all day and trying to engage and participate with them. They're not motivated. And then I'm not motivated. So it's just like we're just sitting here like, so. (laughs) Well, this is awkward. What do I do So, like, I'll literally ask a question and, like, it'll be crickets. Um, Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's not until something happens in this country for my students to like Mm -hmm. really open up and speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even with what happened at Capitol Hill, for example, um, you know, we got a chance to really sit and just talk about what happened and and our perspective um, and how we feel about it. Um, And even with the impeachment trials going on uh, right now this week, you know, they were able to, you know, just talk about their opinion and what they thought of it. So also that means that I have to do my part in like trying to find a way to like ask them engaging questions virtually, whether, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's in the chat or just me speaking out loud. Um, but I am, you know, it's, it's something I'm trying to figure out every day. It's not easy at all because there's no, there's no guidebook for this. This has never been done before. Although granted, yeah. there are schools provided, you know, via online before this existed. Um, but in terms of like the traditional route, you know, we're not used to it. We've never done it before. Um, and kids are really forced to be responsible, even though they're kids right now, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's interesting because it's like, how can we expect them to be motivated when I'm like, I'm not even motivated. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so with that, that makes sense. Definitely. And with that, I, I tell them, like I said, like I'm all about being honest and real with my kids. So I'll tell them when I'm going through some phases where I'm like, you know what, guys, like I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like I'm not feeling it. Like I've been like 
working from my bed and like just trying to get through the day and just trying to get day by day you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think when I openly tell them like what I'm struggling through mentally um they see that human side of me you know what I'm saying like, I'm not just some machine talking mm-hmm. to them not just some random adult yeah. talking to them um and I'm also trying to model for them how to speak you know uh truthfully and, and to be vulnerable so that we can like empathize and connect with another and and hopefully encourage them to speak up about how they feel so that they can feel comfortable to come to me um yeah let me ask you this um how because I know that you're um you're an educator obviously and that you work in such a big city so as you've mentioned before it it's so hard to get kids to focus and like even give maybe respect to educators. How were you able to gain the respect and influence them in the ways that you've done in the past? Um, I would say it's different factors. Uh, the first one, like what I had mentioned, which is the most important one, is really just being your genuine self. They can sm- smell you a mile away if you're being fake, you know what I'm saying, or if you're trying to be a certain way. Um, and so that is the number one thing is like, I'm just my genuine self. Like I said, they see every emotion from me. Um, and like, I'm, I genuinely like just have fun with them. And I think that's what they really like is like that I can like, I can laugh with them. And, you know, we're trying to be serious in class. And I'm trying to get this one kid straight, you know, because he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And then he says a joke and I start laughing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not supposed to laugh because I'm trying to show that I'm, I'm actually mad at you, but you're making me laugh. So it's just like, it's things like that where it's like they see like who I who I really am. You know, I'm not just trying to put this like straight face because I got to be the adult in the room and the teacher but it's like not it's I have a sense of humor and I'm I'm gonna laugh in the moment you know um and then secondly um Hmm. just showing like that you care about them that's like the biggest thing too Hmm. you know um just literally saying it um does so much for a child you know telling them like I care about you I love you how are you? I miss you. How have you been? Like, um, you know, just things like that. Or like, I would love to see you, you know, come, come to poetry club today. Like, I think you would do great, you know, just like little things like that. Um, and hyping them up, you know, like when we'd be presenting in class, like I'm like that hype person, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That soccer mom, um, you know, going to their, their games and things like that. Like that means so much to them. Um, I mean, I just genuinely enjoy going just cause like I like sports and things like that. Um, but just like, you know, them seeing my face in the bleachers or even hearing me, um, they, I can definitely feel a difference when I'm with them in the classroom in an academic setting. You know, I feel like they, they're more, they become more comfortable with me. Um, and doing all these different things definitely um, adds to their engagement in the class, which then adds to their performance, you know. Um, That being said, it's not like a cookie cutter, like method. It's not like all easy and simple, uh, but it definitely, I think, makes a difference for sure. Um, And even, yeah, it's just like a lot of little things too, like just trying to like get to know them and do little personal things like making up our own handshakes at the door or, asking them random questions at the door, like, what's your favorite ice cream? You know, just like little things. And it, it truly does add up, you know? 
Yeah. What was one of your fears going into quarantine and virtual teaching that you had that you might have not even thought of and then that hit you and you were like, oh my God, like a worry or a fear that that you had? Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I think we all, the first two weeks were like, oh yeah, this is great. We're on vacation. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Not knowing this is going to be like two years uh-huh. or something. But, you know, it was nice, chilling, relaxing. And then Miami, like, here we come. <laughs> literally. And then as, like, time went on, it was like, all right, uh-oh, we're not turning our work in. You know, mm. we're not even logging in. Yeah. I can't even reach you if I'm trying to, like, call home or anything like that or trying to email in you. I'm responding. So it got to a point where... um I really, really feared for their future success. You know what wow. I'm saying? Because, um, mm. you, you know, what they're doing now, as we know, is is a domino effect. You know, however you perform on your transcript, that's going to determine where you get accepted, how much financial aid you get, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so that's something, like, I really feared is, you know, what we're doing now can really impact them in the long term. Yeah. And so keeping that in mind, like, I tell my students all the time, like, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not here to bring you stress. I'm not trying to freak you out with the work. You know, I want to make things manageable and accessible for you. Um, And I also want to, you know, be an educator who's making things accessible. Um, You know, because I I really studied a lot during my master's. and, And even with all the books I read, even independently, is based on, like, education justice. So, like, finding ways to to make it equitable but still providing them with the education that they need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that, I have to like ask myself, how can I, you know, give them the correct curriculum that they need while still making it doable and possible? Um, and that's something like I'm, I'm continuously figuring out because it's still new, um, mm-hmm. you know, each and every week. When we just got back from break, winter break, I was just telling them, you know, I did a lot of thinking and um, kind of just like rolled them, rolled out like a plan that I had for like our lessons for the week and, and what they thought about it. So it's just like having these like d- this dialogue with them and, and, and having also the students decide what is best for them for their learning. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the ones who have yeah. to do it. You know, exactly. I'm just here to deliver and, and to facilitate. Um, so getting their feedback is, is super helpful when I'm trying to like figure out these ideas of, of how to teach them best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really disheartens me when I see you know, teachers just overloading them with, like, classwork every day and homework and, you know, and and they're telling us, like, it's too much. It's too much for them to be logged on on a virtual school day from 9 to 4 and then have homework, you know what I'm saying, and then to work on the weekends just to catch up, like, even as an adult, at 4 o'clock, I am done. Weekends, don't even try, (laughs) you know, like, you you need to have... Literally, like, you need to have that balance or you're just going to be forever stressed. You know what I'm saying? Even though, yeah. yes, the work is going to probably pile up and continue to be there. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to kill myself. And that's something I've actually also learned over time, too, is in the beginning when I was teaching, like, I was consumed by teaching, like, hmm. 80 hours a week. Like, it was wow. crazy. Like, just through and through dedicated, but in an unhealthy way, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to, mm-hmm. to do everything and, and to do it the best way possible. And um, and then over time, I just start to realize like I just need to work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and and really like just take care of myself because if I can't, then I can't really provide for them uh, truly. Yeah, it's just they have a lot of distractions right now being at home. You know, they have siblings, um, you know, or they have chores, you know. You know, when you're at home mm-hmm. with your mom, go clean go clean this up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just like little things like that. And so it's it's a lot. And especially if they're in a house that's smaller, they don't they might not have that personal space to really be in for real. So essentially like when you've motivated them, because like they're sitting at home, they're pretty much checked out. Some, some of them are checked out. Mm-hmm. Do, when you start to motivate them, do you see that they've worked harder or like have, you know, realized that this year is really, really important for, for them, especially when it comes to like defining the rest of their life? Um, I think it's really hard to say that. And it would be unfair for me to answer only because I think there is, of course, many other factors besides me, number one that could be influencing hmm. them that I don't know about. Um, and two, um, I think oftentimes we don't see the the impact of the outcome until much later on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. It might not happen in that moment or even within that year. You know, it might hit them like later on and be like, you know, man, like she really impacted me for real. And I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, um mm-hmm. She really exposed me to like certain authors or, you know, she really exposed me to thinking about life a certain way or to critique society in a certain way. Because um, I definitely have a lot of former students who who will tell me that, um, you know, or who will, you know, tell me later, like, you know, I really appreciate how much um, you, you still check up on me and I'm not even your student anymore. It just shows me like mm-hmm. you really you really care about us and, and just like who we are. Um, mm-hmm. granted I'm not perfect. I'm not <laughs> checking in with everybody. I, at this point I have like thousands of students. Um, but you know, even if it's just one, I really think it, it makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome that you're able to still connect with them. And I'm sure they'll look back and be like, oh yeah, you know, um, Bayan really had a huge impact on my life and like how how everything turned out so that's phenomenal that you're part of their story as well yeah okay so this is my favorite part of the podcast which is based off of all your experience um what's one piece of advice you would like to share and it could be with your students it could be with a general audience What's one piece of advice? Um, ooh, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll say um, it's kind of like what we just talked about is you never really see things until later on. Mm, so although, that's so true. Yeah, so although, like, you might be like, man, like, I really don't feel good now or I've been going through some depression, especially with you know, being in quarantine, I think a lot of us have been experiencing that. I think we don't realize till later on, like, you know what? I actually did all of this and, mm-hmm. and I'm actually a badass and I did X, Y, and Z. And at least during this time, you know, I, I was able to, you know, get more reading done or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or focus more on my, on my fitness or, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I think we really put ourselves down a lot. And I'm talking even for myself, like, 
in the moment we really put ourselves down and we're just like, I'm not shit or I could be doing way more or like, I'm just so tired and just, you know, um, just done, you know? And Mm -hmm. I don't think we realize until maybe like the next year or five years later, like, wow, like I actually really accomplished a lot or, you know, I really influenced someone or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Cause like, I remember when I was in college, I, majored in psychology and everybody was like what are you gonna do with psychology and I was like I have no idea what I'm gonna do and then mm-hmm. like years later and now I look back and I'm like I know exactly why I majored in psychology because you know mental health and helping others is such an important part of my life and now I know I can like use it and utilize it to like you know fit my my needs and whatnot but that's so true like back in college I was like this is so stupid like why am I doing this to myself <laughs> right you know? but now I'm like I I know exactly why I did it and it makes sense now it's funny you say that because um I majored in women's studies so of mm-hmm. course you know a kind of impression a lot of people get like well what can you do with that or what's that yeah um mm-hmm. and it's it's really not until like um, like working in an education and specifically with the populations I'm working with, I'm like, wow, that major actually taught me everything I needed to know. Like, cause we mm-hmm. did so much reading and discussion on injustices and, um, how different communities are marginalized. Um, you know what I'm saying? In different ways we can combat that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it definitely has given me so much of the frameworks and theories that mm-hmm. inform me while I'm, I'm I'm in my practice now. Yeah, that's so true. And it's crazy when you step back and look at the bigger picture, everything, and I'm talking about like everything, even the small details that you overlook, like everything makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's crazy that you gave that advice because I really do think that's, that's really, really good advice. Um, I think not a lot of people realize it, especially once you get older, then you start to realize it. And I wish the younger generation or like anybody that's like, you know, younger than 25 would realize, oh, it's all going to make sense one day. I just have to like, you know, be patient and wait and figure out or even just look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Loved talking to you, honestly. Me too. I'm so happy that I asked you to do this podcast, Honest to God. Um, I hope everything, first of all, I hope COVID ends so the teachers can get back to their classrooms and students can get back to to their classrooms because I know it must be crazy difficult. Like you said, Mm -hmm. when you need them to motivate you and and they need you to be motivated as well. So hopefully all of this ends very soon. Um, Yes. And I really appreciate you being here today and having this lovely discussion. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice reconnecting. It's funny, fun fact, people don't know, but we actually met in a completely different country, all the way in Turkey. Uh Uh, We had one crazy summer adventure there. This is 2013. Never forget that summer. Yeah, good times, good times. It was crazy. (laughs) I remember, didn't we one day just, like, go and, like, start Discover Istanbul on our own and we, like, left our, our yes, hostel? Yes, I think we did. Remember, remember that day? I that think was we fun. did. Yes, Good yes. times, good times. <laughs> well, I'm really glad I reached out to you and I honestly wish you the best and I wish that you, 
you know, keep influencing the generations to come. And I know you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. I'm really humbled. I appreciate it for real. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Take care and we'll see you next episode.